Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm so excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we discuss photography, building a business, and still having a life through it all. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. And now, let's dive into conversation. Hey everyone, hope you are having a wonderful week. We're going to try something a little bit different for the next couple of weeks actually in the podcast format. Normally I would have a guest on, we'd have some conversation, talk about photography, photography business, how to create freedom for ourselves as entrepreneurs. And we're going to continue with some of that theme, but I want to actually take some time and share with you some information, a presentation actually that I've been giving for a number of years now, sharing with photographers. In fact, I just had the opportunity to uh, go up to Indianapolis not too long ago and share this presentation. Uh, presentation sounds a little formal for this format. I just want to have a conversation with you. And yes, the conversation does involve uh, feedback, a back and forth, right? So I hope that once you get an opportunity to hear these two episodes, we're going to do a two-part series uh, today and then next week as well on how to get your life back as an entrepreneur, how to maximize time as an entrepreneur, as a photography business owner, uh, that you'll let me know your thoughts. Give me your thoughts about this episode and actually the podcast as a whole, what you have thought about the episodes thus far, what you'd like to see more of, what you'd like to see less of, uh, who you'd like me to interview for future podcast episodes, and would of course love for you to give us feedback on iTunes uh, for the Boca podcast. So I look forward to hearing from you. As always, I want this to be a conversation. But I want to share with you, as I mentioned earlier, about this topic of how to get your life back as an entrepreneur, or more specifically, how to have more time in your life as a photography business owner. And, well, this is ultimately a topic that's very near and dear to me. First of all, because I grew up in a wonderful family with a busy dad. Uh, my dad had many things going on with work, and so the opportunities that I did have to spend time with him were extremely important to me. Fast forward 20, 25 years, and I have my own kids now. Uh, Austin is in high school, Addison is in middle school, and it's particularly important to me that I make sure I give them plenty of time and focus and effort and energy, and uh, of course, ultimately, that I'm creating a business or businesses that allow me to the freedom to do just that. I actually had the opportunity last week to go to Hawaii with my kids. It was an incredible vacation, incredible opportunity to get away with them, spend some time with them. But ultimately, I want to do the same thing for photographers. Photographers Edit, we offer post-production for wedding and portrait photographers. That's the service we offer. But of course, the primary benefit there is that we are giving photographers time and ultimately time to spend with those that they care most about. And uh, the information that I want to share with you over the next couple of weeks, hopefully we'll do the same thing as well. So let's dive right in. And for the first part, for the first episode of this two episode series, I want to talk a little bit about philosophy, the philosophy or thought process that drives the changes that you can make in your business that will help you run a more efficient business and as a result, have more time as an entrepreneur. I have a tattoo on my left arm it's the Japanese word for belief, kakushin. And this is a particularly powerful concept to me for a number of reasons, but I've seen over the last number of years the significance of how belief both, both drives uh, how I act, the things that I do in life, how, well, actually how I feel and then act, 
And of course, the same can be said for people as a whole. I understand that in order for me to make change in my life, I have to have a strong enough belief or set of beliefs about something in order to really have the motivation to make those changes. And I would say the same is true for really anyone. And it even applies here when it comes to creating a more efficient business or more efficient business model. So what I want to share with you is the philosophy, the thought processes, the ideas that drive uh, or that can help drive these changes that will lead to a more efficient business model for you. The first of the philosophies or ideas uh, is that of a big picture view. Now, Julie Morgenstern, in her book, Time Management from the Inside Out, this is where I first saw this phrase. But in the book, she says, no matter how hectic life gets, the most successful people in life have a big picture view that helps them rise above the chaos and maintain their perspective. A big picture view is your overriding vision, your belief, simply put, of the meaning of what your life is all about, of what you want it to be. Your big picture view keeps you on track, providing the context and motivation for all your decisions about how you spend your time. Now, how powerful is that? Do you have, my question to you today, do you have a big picture view? The cool thing about a big picture view is it not only, of course, gives you extra motivation to get up in the morning and to do life, but it also brings focus to the way that you run your business. If you don't have a big picture view, and we're going to talk about what exactly a big picture view is made up of here in just a second, but if you don't have that big picture view, your day-to-day the way that you run your business on a day-to-day basis is going to be quite haphazard in nature. You do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, uh, try a little bit of you know this workshop and that Photoshop action and buy this piece of equipment, and you're just kind of all over the place because you don't have a bigger idea or set of ideas or goals that you're working toward that can actually help drive what you do on a day-to-day basis. So that's where this big picture view comes in. If you want to create a more efficient business model that's going to give you more freedom, more time in your life to spend with those that are important to you, you need to develop a big picture view if you haven't already. So take some time in the next few days to do just that. Sit down on your own with a partner, business partner, and come up with your big picture view. Now, what is the big picture view made up of? Three components. First of all, your big idea. Uh, And this is a pretty big concept to to swallow, to think about, to consider, but what is the big value add that you want to bring to the world? And it may take you a little bit of time to to come up with what this is if you haven't already. Uh, For me personally, at this stage of my life anyway, my big idea, the things that that is, uh, the the ideas that are driving what I do, uh, first of all, is saving photographers time. Naturally, my company does just that. Photographers Edit offers post-production that saves photographers an incredible amount of time. And then the second component is encouraging or enabling good relationships. Now, right now, that is centered around the photography industry. If I, in the future, create another business that's not in the photography industry, the same would matter in that context as well. But I'm my business and my life right now focuses around these two concepts. What are your big ideas? What's your value add to the world. That's the number one component of that big picture view. Number two component, money. Now, for some reason, this seems to be a bit of a taboo topic in the photography industry. The idea of talking about how much money we make, how much money we ask for from clients or potential clients. Yes, you are artists. Uh, You may have that artist mindset, but 
if you are a full-time photographer or you're attempting to become a full-time photographer, you have to make ends meet. You've got to make enough money to pay the mortgage and buy a car and save and maybe go on vacation. Whatever the case may be, you've got to make a certain amount of money. So it's important that you establish financial goals. And that's the number two component of this big picture view. How much money do I want to make by the end of this year? Next year, the following year, in the next five years, 10 years, setting financial goals will help drive the business model that you create and ultimately what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. And then number three, the third component of this big picture view is time. How much time do you want to spend in a week, week to week, of course, through the year and so on, in order to make this money? So it's wonderful, for example, if you're making two or $300,000 a year, awesome, good for you. But if you're working 60, 80 hours a week and you don't have time to give to those important people in your life, you don't have time to just take a break, to sit in the quiet, to go on a vacation or to dedicate time to another passion project, whatever the case, if you don't have that time, then what's the point? So you may have to make some adjustments and find a balance between that financial goal and the time goal. And ultimately, this will help drive that big picture view, which will then, again, as I mentioned earlier, drive the business model, the business decisions that you're making and ultimately affect your day-to-day -day workflow. This kind of focus that you're going to get from a big picture view will make a massive, massive difference in the efficiency then in which you can run your business in the free time uh, that you have in the end. So that's the first big philosophical principle or concept that I want you to consider uh, and really take into consideration if you don't have that big picture view established, establish it. Take some time to establish it because it will help give you direction and focus in your business and get some more of that free time. The second philosophical principle, proactive versus reactive. Focusing on the proactive versus the reactive. Now, what does that actually mean? In context of the conversation that we're having right now, Proactive tasks or activities on a personal level are those tasks that will get you closer to reaching personal goals, crossing items off your bucket list. On a business level, a proactive task is an activity or task that will get you closer to increasing your bottom line, whether immediately or eventually. This is something that is going to help you actually grow your business. And you've got to be real with yourself when you're analyzing. In fact, I encourage you to do this. Make a list of the things that you do in a week in your business. You can break it down day by day, ultimately create a list that encompasses your work week, and then look at each of those items and mark them proactive or reactive. And when you're looking at those or considering tagging or marking one of those tasks or activities proactive, make sure you're being honest with yourself. Is this actually directly associated with increase, increasing your bottom line? Uh, it's a really important question to ask because ultimately, we'll get into this here in a second, but I'm going to encourage you to focus the majority of your time on those proactive tasks. You've got to be honest with yourself about if these activities are actually making a difference to growing your business or if that's just your ego speaking and you need to kind of get out of your own way. I know that's something that I've had to consider and I would highly encourage you to, to be honest with yourself in this regard as well. So we've got the proactive tasks then we have reactive tasks. Reactive tasks on a personal level are those things that have to be accomplished in order to have a decent existence as a human being, right? We have to uh, mow the lawn or we have to wash the dishes or we got to get laundry done, whatever the case. But these are not tasks that get us closer to reaching our bigger picture personal goals or bucket list items. And in most cases, they probably don't require your involvement either. It's really important to make that differentiation. 
on a business level, very similar actually, reactive tasks, they have to be accomplished in order to run your business. Accounting has to be done. Uh, Post-production has to be done. Album design has to be done and the list goes on. But these tasks don't necessarily correlate uh, with increasing your bottom line, truly growing your business. And in many, if not most cases, they don't actually re require your involvement. Okay, so that's the difference between proactive tasks and reactive tasks. So again, create that list. What does your day today look like and ultimately your work week look like? List those tasks, those activities, and then tag them, proactive and reactive. Then I want you to tally up what percentage of those tasks are proactive, what percentage are reactive. The goal is a three to one ratio, 75-25. 75% of your time spent on proactive tasks and 25% spent on reactive tasks. Now, side benefit here, when we're talking about reactive tasks, a lot of times that's just busy work, right? Again, stuff that has to be done, but can be tedious, boring, frustrating, et cetera. The cool thing about this is that we're getting rid of, uh, well, not, a, not actually totally getting rid of, and we'll get into this in a second, but we're, we're minimizing your involvement in, those, in that busy work, the reactive tasks, so that you can focus on the stuff that actually makes a difference in your business. And the cool thing is much of that should be centered around what you enjoy. So how do we get, though, to this, this three to one ratio, the 75-25 split? Three simple steps, ideas to consider uh, that should make a big difference in getting to that ratio. First of all, simplify. So look at all those tasks and activities in your work week. Figure out which of those you can just get rid of. We're not a better business owner or a cooler business owner because we have a complicated workflow or we have you know, 80 different pieces of camera equipment or we have 50 different uh, pieces of software, or Photoshop actions that we use uh, and so on and so forth. We're not a better business person for that. Minimize the number of moving parts that aren't absolutely necessary to A, run your business and B, increase your bottom line. Everything else, get rid of it. It's just not necessary. It's going to free up your life. It's going to give you more time. It's going to minimize stress. Simplify. That's the first step to that three to one ratio. Number two, second step, automate. There is some great software that is uh, probably mostly at this point web-based cost a minimal amount, if anything at all, that you can take advantage of out there that will help you automate your workflow. A couple of examples, uh, IFTT, if this, then that, I guess it's three T's, IFTTT. Uh, if, if you're using an iPhone, and I'm assuming they have one for Android as well, the app is just IF. Uh, but you can use this, this service that actually doesn't have to cost you anything to automate some basic tasks or workflows so that you don't have to spend a bunch of time doing them or carrying them out. That's just one simple example. Another one, something that I've used that's actually computer-based, uh, computer-based software that I've used for quite some time now, it's called Text Expander. I'm on a Mac. Uh, I, they have similar or have had similar solutions for Windows computers as well, but it's called Text Expander. And just with a couple of simple keyboard shortcuts, I can type a bunch of text. So for example, uh, I could have a, simple keyboard shortcut set up for, uh, as a response to a new potential client. Uh, the information that I would most normally give to this client, and uh, maybe I can tweak it to, of course, personalize it for them, but it saves me having to completely type out an email. Or the one that I use it most for uh, is signatures. I'm gonna use, potentially use different signatures based on or depending on who I'm emailing. So I can save a significant amount of time by just Programming in a very simple keyboard shortcut that 
once typed in, fills out the appropriate email signature. I don't have to type that every time. And, uh, and the cool thing about this app is it'll actually calculate how much time you're saving by using the app. Pretty brilliant. That's just a couple of examples. But again, there are so many tools out there. Most of them cost little to nothing. Take advantage of software. We are in 2016. Take advantage of software out there to automate as many of that, those busy work tasks as possible. If they absolutely have to be maintained, then make sure that you're trying to automate as many of them as possible using these tools. And you can just do a quick Google search to get information about them. Number three, and this is the third step to that three to one ratio, outsource or delegate. And these are not bad words. You're being a better business owner and manager of your business by learning how to do this. Now, it can be a bit of a learning curve, learning how to communicate what you want to someone else but the benefit, the time savings are significant as a result, or they can be if you take advantage of, of uh, this principle, this idea of outsourcing or delegating. So learn to do th that with as much of that reactive work as possible. The stuff that doesn't increase the bottom line, or maybe even if it has some association with increasing the bottom line, if it doesn't require you and you can hand it off to somebody else, they can get it done for cheaper, Make that happen so that you can allocate more of your time to those tasks that will actually grow your company, A, but ultimately so that you'll have more free time to do whatever you want. It's a really powerful principle. If you're not taking advantage of this yet, please do. It'll make a massive difference in the efficiency of your business. So those are really the two primary philosophical concepts, the ideas, the big ideas that will drive the changes that will make a difference in how efficient your business is. In fact, if you just apply some of these or these principles here to the way that you're running your business now, before I even get into the nitty gritty of day-to-day -day workflow, it'll make a massive difference in the way that you're running your business and ultimately the amount of free time that you have. So give these a try. Next week, the part two of uh, this two-part series about maximizing the amount of time in your life as a photography business owner, we'll actually dive into how you can make changes in your day-to-day -day workflow to save as much time as possible. All right, let me know your thoughts, your ideas, your suggestions, your feedback in the comments on Facebook, Instagram, uh, on our blog. Of course, give us a rating and feedback on, uh, on iTunes for the Boca podcast as well. Would highly appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening in. Looking forward to connecting again with you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer.